So if we took our advertising campaign as a parish out to the wider community and took up Lady Wisdom's words from today's reading from Proverbs and said, you who are simple, turn in here. Do you think it would work? I have to wonder how many at Church of Our Savior and indeed how many in Southern Marin would raise their hands when that call would come, who would show up. After all, how many of us would claim to be simple in our sophisticated and erudite and often well-endowed part of the world? Probably not many. But I still think the place of wisdom in our world in the West remains fragile at best. We often view our teachers more as purveyors of information rather than bringers of the deep truths that build our humanity. We turn to our vast resources of technology and wealth often with an eye more to utility than solidarity. We live in a society that tends to undervalue the intellectual, the thoughtful, the quietude of careful and care-filled living in a contingent world. Our nuclear family households have at times marginalized the place of the elder as a keeper of wisdom, and we undervalue our most experienced members while placing huge value on the new, the glamorous, and often, therefore, the inexperienced. And then we at times wonder at our own propensity for shallow things, for food that does not satisfy, for drink that does not quench our thirst for more abundant life, for our tendency to get caught up in ways that the writer to the Ephesians warned against so long ago. I have to wonder, too, as the school year starts soon at the recent push in our education system for more testing of basic skills. Wisdom tells us that there is more to living in creation than the standard three R's. Do we risk sacrificing wisdom's character in our children? And by that character, I mean fidelity in hardship learning patience in adversity and solidarity with the weak and the ill, and that lively insight that comes with true wonder. Do we risk sacrificing that on the altar of standardized tests? We need children not just able to compete and survive. We need children of thought, character, and sound judgment. We need, in short, children of wisdom. One of our biggest challenges, or at least it seems to me, is that wisdom is not quantifiable in our carefully measured scientific, economic, and legal multiverse. We cannot market or dispense wisdom and measure its effect but most of us who encounter it recognize it. We know it because it gives our lives depth and breadth. 
meaning, and connection. We know Lady Wisdom by the nurture that she offers us. We know her in the way she invites us in, quietly, reverently, affectionately, and with patience. She speaks only when we are ready to listen. She steps into our lives when we are baffled or befuddled. She asks questions of us when we feel we are certain. So wisdom calls us. At first glance, wisdom in our Judeo-Christian tradition seems to reside quietly in scripture Nestled in sections between the dramatic biblical histories and the fiery prophets on the one hand, Psalms on the other, and then the Gospels and the letters. But just who is she? This almost enigmatic figure who calls from the high places in town, who spreads a table with hospitality. For the ancient culture in which today's verses from Proverbs were penned, wisdom was both practical and truly precious, a rare gift that could not be captured or held, much like the wind, but one essential for humanity to breathe. Most mainstream scholars in the West argue, therefore, that Lady Wisdom in these verses is metaphor, a personification unique to this age-old poetry. But the Eastern Christian tradition, especially with Byzantine roots, honors Hagia Sophia, holy wisdom, a feminine image of Christ. The seven pillars mentioned in this passage point to the ancient image of the pillars of creation, Wisdom has hewn the very foundations of the cosmos. She has spoken elsewhere in Proverbs about being present at the very beginning, just like Logos, the Word, the Christ. Wisdom says, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him like a master worker, and I was daily his delight. Rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world and delighting in the human race. And so for us, this lady wisdom is the Christ, an elder God who was at the beginning and who knows our ends. An intimate God who knows us as a mother knows her own children. An incarnate God who knows our hunger and who calls us to table. Again, like Jesus' hearers in today's gospel, we are called into a unique wisdom teaching about the nature of Christ's gift for us. A self-offering that the rest of the world taking it at face value, might view as foolishness. Jesus' words to us in today's gospel about offering us his flesh also demands a wise ear and a heart 
for us to understand what he means. Not a simple understanding or an unholy literalism that claims at times to be wise. Our Eucharistic Christianity is, in a sense, what some have called a wisdom Christianity. One which we carry for our children as it holds the key to our values as a people born of spirit in baptism and about the business of helping heal a broken world. It is a practice that we keep. This Eucharistic practice, this practice at the table of God. And in many respects, we keep it simple. Simple as bread and wine broken and shared. Simple gifts, perhaps, for simple people. But lest we forget, there is a wisdom in simplicity. Especially in such a complex age as ours. Today's reading from Proverbs highlights that the table set before us each Sunday is not simply a table to assuage guilt, nor is it simply a memorial to remind us of Jesus' redeeming work two millennia ago, nor is it merely a place to recharge us spiritually for another week. It is so much more than all of that put together. It is a table of wisdom, the wisdom borne by our tradition the living and eternal wisdom that blooms in our lives where they come in touch with something and someone truly timeless. The wisdom that is found in following after Christ who calls us as Lady Wisdom to the table to partake. And from that we draw meaning, purpose, and a deeper sense of place in God's great vision. God's great vision of a world born anew, a world where wisdom walks freely amongst her children. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley, dot org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to be able to greet you in person very soon.